This holiday season, be sure to get that special someone the gift they really want. The most intense PlayStation games ever. Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil, the director's cut. Now supports dual shot catalog and roller. What the? What was that at the end? <laughs> Capcom! It was a Capcom! Oh. Greetings and welcome to Play Retro for Tuesday, October 25th, 2022. I'm your host, Scott Johnson, and I'm giving you the key since you're the master of unlocking. And together, we can find a way not to be freaked out by hell dogs and shark-infested basements. Yes, I'm the other host, Brian Dunaway, and there is nothing to fear but fear itself. And perhaps this 1990s-era full-motion video and dialogue and shit-inducing window-shattering cerebus hounds and that one monster with the slurpy tongue and, oh yeah... Zombie grabby hands and well, you know what? Everything, everything. Okay, nothing to fear, but but all everything. Of it. Yeah, don't yeah, fear may, any of it. May, but may all have been it. a little bit premature on the whole. Nothing to fear. Don't Halloween, fear, maybe. You know what? Not to fear. Don't fear the good times you had with your friends along the way. You know, right? Don't fear the Reaper. Uh, yeah. uh, welcome him with open arms. That's right. Don't fear take, the Reaper. More <laughs> cowbell. It's all coming together. Take uh, take me to the 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 place of peace. <laughs> Thank to you. the Paradise Remember. City. I've heard the grass is green and the girls are pretty there. So let's do it. They are. Uh, hey, we're back, everybody. Uh, you wouldn't believe it, but Halloween's flinging toward <laughs> us at an incredible speed. It'll be here Tuesday. And so we have managed to squeeze Monday. one more holiday or excuse me, one more Halloween themed edition of Play Retro in today. And I'm very excited. About yes. That. Yes, because you know what? There's nothing worse than trying to talk about Halloween on November the 1st. People don't want to hear it. No, they don't want to do that. My wife's going to put up Christmas decorations like a psycho. That's what that's going to be that day. So, Dude. Yeah, I know. It's my, what she does. I've got, I've got, you know, my, my crazy brain was over here this morning. It was going, oh, look, October the 25th. That's like, you know, that's like means Christmas is only like 61 days away. And I was like, <gasps> Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. 61 days away. I know. I mean, with the way things are being shipped right now. Oh my God. I better get on it. You best get in there. Get in now while you can. Get in now while you yeah. before it's too late. Anyway, we're going to talk about the Resident Evil series today. Well, uh, that's coming up. We'll be doing one through three, uh, three being Nemesis. And of course, Code Veronica on the uh, Dreamcast originally ended up in a couple other places, but we're kind of stopping at the tank control pre four era. Of all yeah. things, Resident Evil, uh, perhaps the most. And we may popular. mention the light gun thing, but we're not going to get into it. No, right? we, we may, may mention it. a bunch of stuff. They got light gun shooters. They got first person shooters. They got weird co op crap that no one played. Mm -hmm. Resident Evil's a storied thing. Uh, five is yeah. okay. Six is horrendous. Seven is amazing, but a totally different kind of game. Eight isn't pretty incredible, but again, very different. More of a throwback to four. Like it's kind of all over the place these days as a modern, uh, a modern series. But we're yeah. talking about them old days, baby, when I walked into a yeah. library and all I could see was the top of my head and I didn't know it was around the corner and maybe that door had opened, but it'd be a nice slow motion, uh, crappy transition thing. So the, so the old PlayStation could load a scene. Anyway, that's all coming up. Before we talk about it, though, I got my cheapo doc. Um, oh, I meant to bring it. Did I bring it? Hey, cheapo doc. Oh, I got mine, but it's all plugged in. I, I, I'll show you the box when we talk about mine. I don't even have but my yeah. box handy. But yeah, I picked up. Uh, so Brian and I both got docs this week. I picked up a, like a $30 up, one doc? on Amazon. I'll share. It's out. a Steam Deck Steam Deck doc, right? Steam Deck doc. It's made for the Steam Deck, but it's some third party. You know, it's not the official Valve one that you got. Right. Um, and it cost me less than 30 bucks. I want to say maybe a little more with tax. And uh, 
It's exactly what they say it is, and it does exactly what you think it would do. The only difference here is this does not have an RJ45 connection, a.k.a. you know, there's no internet network cable. wired cable hole in it. So right. you're still doing everything Wi-Fi, which is fine with me because I, I don't really actually care. Really, the dock's main purpose for me, well, it's kind of twofold. One is it's a good place to just set the thing. Yeah. Uh, two, if I need to get in a desktop mode and fiddle around and do some hackery, that's a great way to plug your uh, uh, keyboard and mouse in the, into that thing. And uh, thirdly, I just you know wanted one. I just wanted one. Yeah. I well okay. Let's let's just really be honest about it. Almost everybody who wants a dock is what they're really saying is, I want some place to stand my Steam Deck when I'm not using it, but I also want it to do other things. Because right. I mean that's the primary thing, right? I mean you need to put it. I'm trying to unplug the stupid thing. You can put it, by yeah. the way, the whole, the point for some people will be, you're going to plug this right into your TV and play games and you can, no problem. Yeah. It's got an HDMI 2.0 uh, output. So all that stuff's there for me to do that. The only thing for me missing is an RJ45 network connection. You, yeah. Yours though, the $89 device from Valve, like official Valve branded thing has that. What, yeah. 10 and base, so th- 10 base T, 100 base right. T. What is it? What's the speed on that thing? We don't even know. Uh, oh, it's, it's a gig. It's a gig. On the it's network. gigabit. Yeah, it's right. a gig. Nice. Yeah, yeah it's gigabit. So, right. uh, yeah, the, that that's going to be. You're right. So most people are b- probably buying the dock for a place to put their, you know, their little, their little uh, Steam Deck, and they're also wanting to be able to plug into a, a large TV so they can play. And that's probably about it. And if they're playing, you know, like uh, heavy duty games that they're that they they want to be fast on, they'll probably want a network connection because Wi-Fi is not going to be that great. But this is the Steam Deck right here at dock. See that little? See how big the Steam Deck yeah, is? Little tiny and guy. Look how tiny. T- look at this. I have a tiny. I have a tiny dock. Yeah, you know I heard. I heard, I heard what you meant there. I knew what you meant. I had. A, mm-hmm. I have a very tiny dock. I don't understand why. This is the one <laughs> thing. Okay, so there's, I'm going to tell you about all the things I love. But I'm going to tell you the one thing I hate. Right. Why? Why did they make it so small? Why did they make it so freaking small? It makes absolutely zero sense, and it probably increased the price of it because all of these components on the backside, like you said, it's got the network, it's got a couple of USBs, yeah, uh, it's got it's got dual display ports. All those components get more expensive uh, the smaller you get. So why right. in the HE double hockey sticks are they charging $89 for a dock that should have been designed to be much larger? I mean, because what's what's the point? Why why does it need to be small? Why does it need I, to I mean, be it that doesn't, small? I don't feel like it needs to be larger. I just think it needs to be less expensive. <laughs> I think they're just well, overpriced. Well, the, the, the way to make that less expensive is to go to, to you know, buy components. The smaller you go with components, of course... Uh, the more you have to worry about a lot of different things, and if you just if you if you just make it a little bit bigger, I just don't mm-hmm. understand. It's that that doesn't make any sense to me because it's at eighty nine ninety nine, and this is the problem that most people have with this dock. Is they're like, wait a minute, I want a dock, I want to be able to put it somewhere cool, and I want to be able to plug it into my TV, and I want to have a network connection. That's that's mostly what everybody wants, and there's there's other things too, but uh, <laughs> but they're like going, no, I don't want to pay eighty nine dollars for that. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, here's my, here's my thirty dollar one. Look at this. About the same size. I don't have my Steam Deck here. Yeah, show it in there. But you expect that for thirty dollars? Yeah, I mean you kind of do. <laughs> but again, you know, three USB ports, uh, HDMI, and then of course the charger slash. Uh, well, I guess it is just charger. It's the it's the USB C, yeah. and then you got the little dongle bit, which also comes with the official one, right? That goes up right. top and connects to the thing. That's where you're getting all your data and your throughput. Um, it doesn't charge just by plugging it in. People should know this. You got to go. Yeah. On top. So it's and- not like that. That's what we're comparing thing to, right? The switch dock. That's. I mean, this we we compared this to the switch. It's a no brainer. And if I w- if I had been like in the room, I'd have been like, hey, 
We're trying to emulate what the Switch has. Why in the hell are we making this thing so small? And then doing what the Amber Nick does, which is not (laughs) nearly as a popular device. All these other mobile devices that are retro games and stuff, Mm -hmm. they all have uh, the USB on top. So why in the heck would you do that? Why would you not just follow Nintendo's lead? Because because the, 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 I'm, I'm going to kind of I'm going to throw a little water on your hot idea there. Okay? Give me, give it to me. Here you go. I hate that really? the USB C um, charge connector slash data connector thing is on the bottom of the switch, and I'll tell you why. Okay. When you're plugged in just to play, play. Not, not right, if right, it's right. in the dock, but you're just like sitting on a couch and your battery's low and you're like, I need to plug this thing in. Having that thing underneath is dragging on everything, shorting itself out, put it on my lap, it pops out halfway. It's way too much wear and tear on the port. It sucks. I would love it we if that are, thing was up top. We, we have, what we have here is a tale of two different types of gamers. I always am able to use my Switch. Bef- I'm always able to charge my Switch during gaming sessions, I never have to charge it up while I'm actually gaming. So I never you do. If you're going long, if you're playing a long game and you're way into it and your battery starts running low, you got to be able to just right. plug that thing in. How there. many hours is that? I, I, when I, usually my switch sessions are you know, two, three hours tops and it, I usually don't run anything. You know, most of my game is not like heavy duty, CPU usage that's going to wear it down. So I, like I said, tell it to gamers. This is this is this this is the thing about all of this technology, right? It's like what works for me ain't going to work for Scott. Yeah, it, but also uh, keep in so mind, I'm using a Switch Lite, not using the big monster. At the very least, that okay. one could have that could have moved true. it because there's no dock for that damn thing. They should have put it that's on top. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Seems that's dumb. true. So you and you probably did, got mad at the Dreamcast when they put the the cable on the bottom of the controller because a lot of people were mad about that. They're like, why is it dangling between oh, my legs? Yeah. I don't like it. I remember people being annoyed by that. I don't remember it bugging me too much, but it probably might now. It didn't I don't know. Me. It didn't bother me at the time. It, it doesn't bother me. Plus, they they designed it so you could like run it up the backside of the controller. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's there's ways around it. But yeah, that's that's the Steam Deck talk. And, and like I said, if I had if I had one complaint that I think no one would disagree with, it's too freaking small. It's why. <laughs> and then and then uh, and and then like I said, I would prefer the charging port to be on the bottom or to hell. Uh, let me put the freaking thing in upside down. Are you telling me you don't? You got a gyroscope <laughs> in here. You got like the little gyro sensor, right? Just flip the screen around or something. I don't know. Just God, use your brain. Just go. It's going to be a pain in the ass to plug that t- thing in every time. Like I wanted to. I like docking things where I just go dock. I, I'm, I'm such a flip on this. I'd much prefer. This is a sacrifice I'm willing to make. This little dongle right. so that I can have it up top when I want to play it and charge it. Because that happens a lot with my. Steam Deck. If I'm playing something like I'm playing Red Dead Redemption on there right now, right. you know, big 3D game like that with a giant world sucks the battery dry. <laughs> I like to be able to plug in, man, hold it, not I have think, it dangling down. I think down I always cr- use. I I think I, I always keep all my electronics charged up, uh, and I think I think I use the uh, low battery as a way to tell me, okay, Brian, you need to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> Well, for me, an hour an hour of battery is not enough. I need like because that's what I'll right. get on these big 3D intensive games. You're playing retro games, yeah, you're fine, true. no big deal. Retro yeah, games yeah. are gonna do what they do. But, but in this particular case, I feel like I'm I'm running low. By the way, really great. Did I talk about this last week? There's a setting. It's relatively new on the Steam Deck. It's right there in the oh, little yeah. dot menu that you push. It's called half shader, half shade. 
or half. Okay, half shift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, that was a new thing they just did. Yeah, yeah they just, I highly recommend turning that on, especially yeah. for 2D games because they don't matter and they and the thing will like give you a ton more battery life. Um, but basically, right. it's just rendering half the pixels, but it doesn't in a way that you, you just can't tell. It looks, it's it's right. impossible for me to tell the difference. And in truth, most 3D games I've tried it with are also pretty close to impossible to tell the difference. A few do, and I can tell, but a lot of them, that just doesn't matter. So save yourself right. some battery, turn that damn thing on, and you can do it in real time. You don't have to go reboot anything or exit the game or anything. You can just do it in the overlay, bim, bam, boom. If it works, great. If it doesn't, turn it off. It's, right, it's great. I freaking love it. What's yeah. it called? Half uh, shade, the, half the, 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 keep Keepa says okay. So I think Keepa was the one who told me last night that uh, on stream that that uh, that new software was out because I didn't realize it. I you know I got I didn't get my Steam Deck till a couple of weeks ago, and so I didn't get a chance to put Emu Deck on there until uh, like like last week, beginning of last week or something, yeah. and so. Uh, but then there was an update immediately. And I didn't realize that. Yeah. I didn't realize it was a whole, but I did notice I was like, like the second day I used it, I was like, what is going on? Everything is different than the first day I used it. Yeah. And I didn't realize it had updated and it was a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. They changed. had a big update here recently, which I, yeah. I but, really but, liked, thought it was good. So, but the, I, I, how, how stable is your dock? Because mine's pretty stable. I was, I was, I was worried that I might accidentally put well, it think, too far to one side. I think fall mine's, over. mine's might stable. be a little bigger than yours. I'm not sure. Hold yours. Right. Up. Again, do you have? Oh, oh, I've already plugged it in. Oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> I think it back in. I think this is a wider base. Um, yeah, but I don't have any. It's got these like rubber things here. I can just it just stays. It's not a big deal. Yeah, it's pretty stable. It. it does pretty good. I was kind of shocked. In the box comes. It's a little bitty tiny. It yeah. Says connect your dock. It's connect a little bitty. Connect your dick, baby. Connect your dick, baby. Yep, it's cool. Uh, I just don't think they need to be eighty nine dollars. I don't have a problem with size. I don't think size yeah, I don't think equals anybody, value. But. I don't think anybody wants them to be eighty nine dollars. I I was fine with it. I should have pulled out my other dock that I have. Oh, eh. I just don't think size. Uh, I, don't I don't think size equals value, though. I don't think that has anything to do with it. Right. You're you're talking about the same components, maybe a little extra plastic. It's not like you're getting a. You know, like for eighty nine, it should be huge. I don't think so. I think it should just be whatever it oh, is. Oh no, I wasn't saying it should be huge so that I like. No, I'm not. I'm not thinking like it should be eighty nine dollars because it's it shouldn't be huge because eighty nine dollars. I think that you could make it cheaper. I think you could make the dock cheaper if you uh, went if you went larger because then you could space your components out. You wouldn't have to worry about heat dissipation, mm. and you could get larger components. Uh, that probably are not is maybe a little bit older technology, but not quite as expensive. In order to get it as small as they made it, they're probably getting the latest and greatest cutting edge everything. And I'm just like, no, don't do that. It's just a, it's just a dock. Let's let's not cutting edge this shit. Let's. I just, bet if you, uh, I bet if you opened it, I bet if we tore both of these open it'd be like the same shit right. and you'll be even madder because you paid more money for less stuff that's what i'm thinking right i'm sure the i'm sure the chips would be labeled differently but yeah i i you know there's there's a truth to uh you know quality of the chip where the chip is cut from when they're manufacturing so i mean i i'm sure that they probably have higher quality chips in this steam well they sure dock. as hell better for that price you know yeah, they but I mean, really, I mean, like if the next one down that ha is the next one down that you can find on Amazon, this closer to this one uh, doesn't have the dual display out. No. And so it's $50. Yeah. And I'm like, at $50, I mean, what's another $39 to get dual display out and get uh, direct Steam support and, you know, everything else? I'm like, it's... Wait, you say, dual dis you say dual display. What do you mean? Like, uh, Right. 
to it's it. got a display port and an HDMI port. Oh, so I, can I didn't dual know that. So I can, I can shoot one to my capture card and one to my monitor so that I can have a zero lag. Oh, uh, so it supports so, it supports real time dual display uh, at yeah. the same time. I didn't realize that. That's pretty good. Yeah, it, but that once again. That's my use case. You may not have a need for that. You may only have a need to plug it into a TV. I don't have any need for that. But I but I get right. why you would and also why that that you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and argue that's why it's more expensive. That and the network right. connection, those are the reasons. Because yeah. otherwise I've got thirty dollars worth of a Steam Deck here. Or a right. Steam Dock, rather. That's yeah. about what this is. Thirty bucks worth of what you got. I just got this like lower end model and it's for what I need, totally fine. I, I might get that just to keep it next to the bed. Yeah, see? You know, so I can plug it in next, when I'm next to the bed. You know, it's that way because that's where I usually keep it at at night, and I'm not gonna, I'm not going to get up and come in here and put it in my office and charge it up. So oh, hell mean, no, hell no. Know, that's what I do. I have it in my, I have it next to the bed all the time, which is a problem. Yeah. That thing is an insomniac machine. Gosh dang it! <laughs> it really is because you got all kinds of gaming at your it's fingertips. Killing me. In fact, I'll tell you another quick thing about what I played this weekend or this week. Okay. Um, I discovered somebody told me I was like. <laughs> I was looking for a good wrestling game. Don't even know. Oh why. yeah, just have been. A, there's been a drought of good wrestling games for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And somebody out there said, Scott, play WWF Royal Rumble for the Genesis. It was awesome, and it was exclusive. And at the time, it was the only one you could get Hulk Hogan in because there was some like weird negotiated contracty crap going on. Right, right. Um, and even though he's a giant douchebag now, whatever. That's not the point. The point is, I wanted to play a good wrestling game, and I'm happy to play it if it's old. I don't care. So I tried it. WWF Royal Rumble is great. It's a great yes. wrestling game. It looks great. It plays great. It actually, I don't know what they did there, but for a, for a Genesis game, it was surprising how much animation there is in this game. Uh, like people move in this move thing. Move something. Like, like look at this. There you go, Chad. Look at this move. Look at this. Papa Shango. Yeah, we got here's I don't know who. This oh man, is. look how much animation is going on. I there. know, it's like ridiculous amounts of animation. I'm not used to this from a Genesis cart, so it yeah. impressed the hell out of me. And guess what? It's freaking fun. I still suck at it, but I'm breaking things overheads, chucking people out of rings. It's a good time. So if you're looking for like a good time with a uh, retro wrestling, <laughs> you title, sound like a bathroom a bathroom <laughs> advertisement. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I write on the men's room wall. Uh, <laughs> right. Try it out if you can get a hold of it. I don't know if these carts are that available on eBay or anything, but WWF Royal Rumble for the Genesis is very good. Genesis very games good. are usually pretty abundant uh, for in the U.S. and uh, this this is a pretty popular title. Uh, so I would I would say you'd probably have a good luck. Uh, yeah, I was looking around. There were some like top ten Genesis sports titles. This was always yeah, in that list. Yeah. So nicely, they done. always overproduce these things. Uh, and look at look at that. Just, uh, look just at your, uh, look I'm, that I'm not going to talk controller. about it for very long. I just want to mention it because there was a whole discussion that we had on Twitter. I I dug through and found my Steam controller. Yeah, yeah that one that some people hate and some people love. It's garbage. And uh, wow, I heard I heard all kinds of love <laughs> this week. So thank you guys for for love. I really did. I was I was surprised. No no. Other than Scott going. That controller sucks. <laughs> Everybody else was like, I love mine. I do this. I do that. And once again, it's one of those use case things. It's like, oh, if you do this and this, then it, you know, it's kind of cool. Scott goes, it ain't got no right thumbstick. F it. Yeah. And, uh, so- that's it. That's all it is. That's my only problem. <laughs> Look, if you come to me and say, Scott, I'll, I'll fight you in whatever video game head to head with the Steam controller versus you and your two sticks, I'll beat the crap out right. of you with my two sticks. There's just right. no. You could be, unless, unless we're playing a one stick game. But even then, I think I've got you. I've got you. That stick's not very good. The throw on it kind of sucks. I mean, the, what's on the 
the Steam Deck is great. No complaints there. All those buttons work great for me. I'd be, I'd be afraid to go against somebody who loved the Steam Deck controller because I'm telling you, I think in the right hands, with enough practice, I think that person would have an obsession that would probably freaking blow your mind. Now, yeah. not me, because I have many, many controllers. And I don't have that much <laughs> practice in this. And I'm, I'm with you. There's a lot of things. Is, I'm, I'm like, oh, I just don't have, the, I don't have the time for the learning curve for this thing. But I, I feel like a, the obsessed probably could kick your ass. I got, <laughs> I got a new controller. Now I don't know where I set it. Oh, yes. I was so excited to see that. My God, we're really going to talk about Resident Evil. I'm going to post in the YouTube uh, posting of this where the show actually starts. See? Right here. <laughs> Look at this. So um, it's just a it's a Series X controller sent to me via um, the people that make the game Scorn, which I played I'm a bunch so of. So jealous on of this, How or on stream rather. That? It's pretty great. My favorite part might be the box because this is you know at the end of the day it's just a printed controller, so it's not like you know there's nothing. The controller's not doing anything any more than my other controllers do, except look cool. Yeah. But the box it comes in is like a big chest cavity that you open up, and yes. inside is this nasty controller in the center of it. So it's pretty. Scor- good. Scorn is like that uh, that Xbox Game Pass game with uh, Geiger's work on it. Is that kind of what? Well, it it's is? not kind of it's like not actual Geiger, punch- but it looks like Geiger a lot. Inspired, yeah, inspired yeah, yeah. by right. Definitely, it Giger, looks like Geiger. It looks like uh, HR Giger, which I found out by watching right. a documentary. Is how you really say his name. But yeah. I watched uh, Giger, or no, it's it's like Giger. I've said this before, Giger. Barker and um and I always forget the movie guy's name who made the fly and uh the, the existence and all that the body horror guy I can't think the of body horror man. guy what's his name oh geez that director anyway Our, it's like I'm the director yeah. oh that's um oh my god now you got me Cronenberg David Cronenberg Tally got it yeah Cronenberg yeah yeah I thought you were talking about the uh the 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 visual person no 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 those three people came together and made a baby and it's it's scorn. It is it's disgusting. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> exactly as ugly as you would think it the would be. The game is gross, but the controller's badass. Even though I'm, yeah. I'm really not sure what part of the. Human I like body it. It's I'm like it's, it's it looks like kind of like a it's got like muscle tissue kind of oh, yeah. running across it, and kind of a it's kind of a beige or brownish color. It looks really sweet. Yeah, it's like um, it's a cenobite basically walking in the room. Cenobite. Did you solve the puzzle cube? Oh, it's, it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely going to be the YouTube thumbnail yeah, this week. It's got to be. Can't wait for that. I already did it on TMS. Yeah. I don't know if they'll let me do it. Twice. Oh, did you? Daggum it. Well, you know, you do what you do. You do what All you right. Do. We are going to talk about the stuff at hand now. Uh, that is to say Resident Evil. Here we go. Shall we play a game? We sure will. Let's talk about Resident Evil, the 1996 survival horror game made by and published by Capcom. This was originally for the PlayStation 1 back in the day. It is the first title in Capcom's Resident Evil franchise. I, I thought 97 or 8 is when it hit the States. Is the, is the year 96 even correct? I got uh, that, well, okay, so that was uh, that's a Wikipedia pick, and I think it was. I think it came right here, didn't it? It might have been 97. Usually we try to do uh, North American dates, so I'm going to double check right now. Yeah. Because Scott ain't wrong. Now, I'm just seeing a universal release for March 22nd, 1996 is what it's saying. You're right. And again, it also, it also lists, well, that's Wikipedia. No, no, no. Wikipedia to, is probably right. Uh, I, my, my, what I'm thinking of is, uh, I think I'm thinking of two came out in 98 cause something came out in 98 that was the same year as like, uh, 
Oh, geez. Starcraft was that year. Legend of Zelda right. Green of Time was that year. There's a whole bunch of stuff like that that year. Yeah. Uh, but there was uh, the, the, the Mario RPG came out like like within minutes of this game, by the way, the Resident Evil. Yeah. So this is kind of your time frame that you're looking at. Here it is. Resident Evil 2. Oh, this doesn't oh. list it. This is lame. Hold on a minute. Uh, two. Here we go. Ninety-eight. Yep, I was right. Okay, so ninety-eight is when is the one I, I always get that confused. Anyway, ninety-six two, right. yeah, is when yeah. it happened, and um, I know this uh, for a whole ton of reasons. This happened to be a game that came out at a very crucial juncture in my life in terms of where oh. I was, who I was hanging out with, um, just kind of what was going on, and and I just have nothing but fond feelings for RE One and my buddy Andrew and I staying up playing this game way too late while our wives were grumpy and (laughs) i mean and they had just had like babies so we had little tiny our first babies you know and so while they're upstairs you know uh, doing breast milk and whatnot me and andrew are downstairs trying to (laughs) me (laughs) me and andrew are downstairs trying to beat the freaking smeagol monster that that likes to get you with his tongue I, i I love that you broke it down to male arcade gaming downstairs and women doing whatever the hell they do upstairs. Yeah. I suppose. I don't know. Those, uh, I don't know what they were doing. Whatever they were doing. I mean, they made us food, I guess, and then they went and did milk, and then we went and did make, this. They made know. me a sandwich, and they milked themselves, and we were downstairs <laughs> playing video games. That's as far as I know about relationships. That's right. We do it at his house, preferably, because he had a better – he had a Panasonic TV that was like two inches diagonal long, bigger than mine. And so yeah. it was like, oh, that's where we're going to play this thing. So I'd haul my PlayStation over there because he only had, uh, what did he have at the time? He had my old 3DO, which I sold to him. Oh, um, dadgummit. Did you, you ask for it back yet? No, I kind of wish I had that stuff still just so I yeah. had it. You know, I have, it's so funny. Now we're in this mode of like hunting down all this old stuff and I had it all at one point. I just sold I it or it got rid of it or traded it or whatever I did and it annoys the hell out of me. I never realized how fortunate I was. That's right. No. I was fortunate. Anyway, this is the first title in that series. As uh, people know, you control either Chris Redfield or Jill Valentine. Uh, actually, you don't choose. Jill. Uh, the, the, uh, the, the re, not actually, the remaster, the, the director's cut, you could, right? I thought I thought from the beginning you could choose between uh but you between were just Chris Jill, or Claire. Because you had to find Jill. I hope this isn't Chris's blood, says Barry. And then you gotta go find you gotta go find Barry. I think the original game was Jill trying to find Chris the whole time. And then you got to play Chris for a bit. But I think I didn't play it, so don't count don't you know, quote me on this. But I think the director's cut edition of the game that, that commercial at the top of the show referenced, I think that one you could start with Chris. And you were hunting I think down you're, Jill. I think you're a liar. I think mm-hmm. the first thing it asks you is if you want to play as Chris or Jill. Oh, I just don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't think that, you're not a liar. But okay, so this is one of the problems we're going to have this week. I'm not. I'm just giving Scott a hard time because oh my god, there are so many variations, <laughs> so many ports, yeah. so much stuff that's come along. It is really hard. Yeah, uh, to to do to do whatever you're supposed to do. Tangy Pop in the chat room is confirming. Uh, Tangy Pop had the long box. Remember the long box ones oh, that used those. to come out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, had both had both stories. I think you had to put in. No, yeah, okay, that wasn't the CD. That was two. I think the two, two had CD two choice. two CDs on the second one. I know that. Yeah, you could choose, you had to choose which one you wanted to play well, as. But yeah, for no. Every, and two, so hold on, back up. And two, you'd start, and it was half a game. Some core listeners are going to make fun of me here. Because I have famously decided not to play the second, quote-unquote, second disc of the remake of 2. 
Because, oh, interesting. Because they run credits after the first disc. You you get okay. there and it acts like I'm you're done. done. And so you move on. Now, back in the day, same thing. It ran credits in two. And, right. But then you could play the second disc and then you ran around as Dark Hair Lady. I don't remember her name. Um, <laughs> and, and it was similar stuff, but a lot of new stuff. Anyway, I famously refused to do it with the remakes because I those games scare me and I don't want to go do the second disc. Yeah, it's my yeah. only excuse, really. But at the end of the day, I believe two was the one. <laughs> they see this is where it get, I have conflated one and two so many times in my memory that it's impossible for me to remember what's what in the and classic it's not, games. And, and you'd be forgiven doing that. And the reason why is and the reason one of the reasons why one, two and three and Code Veronica all are one cohesive piece is because they were developed in a really short time frame. And and a, a lot of the subsequent ones weren't even supposed to be full uh, full games. They were supposed to just be uh, you know one offs or yep. you know just a little add on. But they ended up being full games. And so you, I think you should be forgiven for getting all those confused because they they all happen in the storyline. They all happen within uh, you know a couple of months time frame. Uh, oh, yeah. from Resident Evil 1 all the way to uh, Code Veronica, all that happens within a, a couple of months. And yeah. some of the games even, are even like... Even 4, 5, and 6 parallel. are... Even 4, 5, and 6 are like bam, bam, bam. But then 7 yeah. takes this like long break and says, we're not only going to take a break, but we have this new guy. And right. uh, we're also going to make it for VR and we're also going to blah, blah, blah. I mean, 7 is a, right. seven is a hell of a thing. I'll never play it again. <laughs> It scared the living shit out of me. Uh, I will tell you. I, right I'm now. interested in hearing about. Uh, you say the lady folk were upstairs uh, milking themselves, and you were downstairs. <laughs> and I just, I just know you were uh, screaming. That I just know they were sick of your shit. Oh yeah, no. Uh, and we well, I didn't. So again, we there's a story with that. So all right, right. before we get that too far, I'm going to play this for a second. This is some of the original game. If you even hear the Sony intro like this thing. As far as I'm concerned, that's the beginning of Resident Evil. Like I've associated okay. the two sounds so closely because we played so much Resident Evil, Andrew and I, that it's just right. impossible for me to separate those two things. The next thing I hear all the time is this, if I can find it. Uh, where is it? Jail. Here it is. All right, that's impossible for me to separate from Resident Evil. Other people might think, yeah. you know, Street Fighter. You might think a thousand other things. I don't. Right. I think of, do I have enough green herbs? Is there room in my inventory for this damn knife? Uh, do, I, this? do I have the eight slots? Did I start as yeah? Do, did I start as is is Chris or did I start as Jill? Jill has more like what? Does she have like an extra two slots or something? I think I never started like with Chris. I swear, my brain. I'm not going to deny this because because you seem sure of it. The chat seems sure of it, and I bet I could find yes. it everywhere else I looked. But the truth is, I do not remember having a choice. I remember Jill. It was the only option I had. And all I could get was her talking to Barry, going, uh, uh, J Barry. Barry. And he'd say, he'd say, Jill. Jill. And they'd say, ah, oh, you were almost a Jill sandwich and stuff like that. Like You were almost yeah. a Jill sandwich. Right? Or the Wesker bit. Wesker. Jill. Jill. So you're safe. That's what I was going right. to say. Okay, now if those all existed for Chris's run through, why don't I remember that at all? I that's, don't remember that. That's interesting. That. So I, I, I can't quite relate with you on that because i did not play resident evil one 
until this past week. And I, I specifically chose not to get the director's cut when I was looking through my ROMs. And I played the one that had uh, Jill and Chris. And I played Chris right away. And, okay, I was like, I played Chris for just a few minutes. And I was like, okay, I, I, I don't know what's quite going on here. And so I popped out and I, I popped back in with Jill. And I could tell you, Jill was a lot easier for me to play. She had more inventory. She started out with a, a lock pick so she could pick uh, locks. Did she start with a gun too? I mean, it was, it was, she was just, she, I think Chris was a lot tougher and could take more damage, but Jill uh, could deal more damage and get more places. So, so Chris I, was your, I, Chris I, was I your new game. Jill. Chris's new game. Plus Jill is like not easy mode, but she's like entry level mode basically. Right. Right. You know? It's the core one kind of gamer you are. And so I played a lot of Jill. I don't even think I kicked my back and played Chris until I got to the second one, which said crap. So now Claire Redfield, Chris's sister is part of the story. I maybe should have played more Chris. Yeah. And uh, I just didn't have enough time to do. Well, don't that. worry. You'll get plenty of Chris in the future. Chris punches boulders. Oh, yeah. He punches yeah. boulders in five. I, I eventually found just that. Oh, you're showing on screen right now uh, something I, I wanted to get to. Uh, this game, Resident Evil, was, uh, it was is based on um, a continuation of the story of uh, uh, Sweet Home for, mm. the, for the Famicom 1989. We never got in the U.S., uh, which was also a movie about some filmmakers going through a house, a mansion, uh, looking for uh, paintings. Yeah. And uh, the house was haunted, and so here we are. Uh, you got to you got to figure out this puzzle right now that Jill is looking at. She's looking at paintings, uh, and I think she's got to label them or something. And if you don't get the right order, those crows come down and get you, which is um, kind of a big yeah. Old homage I think they peck you to death. Yeah, it's my memory. Right, they try to peck you to death, and you can run out of the room. I think it's the only thing you can really do at, at yeah. that point. But I was wanting. There's to one do point that. you can go out to like a balcony and. I don't know, maybe you still die out there. I have really, right. really f- flippy memories of this zone here. Um, but I remember it being creepy as hell and I hated it. I didn't like being there. Yeah. <laughs> but, but okay, so this brings me back to the whole thing. You watch me do a horror game these days and I scream like a girl, okay? Yeah, just, you yeah, know what? Yeah. I won't say scream like a girl. Scream like a child. Girls don't scream you know, like a scream like a the the fifty plus year old man who's uh, d- never faced a, a, a demon dog. Yeah, for whatever reason. Nowadays, if you see me do that, well, I can tell you the reason. Here's the reason. And it wasn't Resident Evil that did it. By When I was playing Resident Evil, it was with a friend. We had fun. We laughed. I was never freaked out like, right. like that. Where I got freaked out was my solo play of Silent Hill. That's what got me. Silent Hill right. rocked my universe and terrified me all the way down to my bones. And since then, scary video games and I have a very mixed relationship. Uh, Resident Evil wasn't a problem. It was fine. That's interesting because a little backstory here. I never played Alone in the Dark. I never played anything other than just a little bit of Resident Evil 3 Nemesis only because I saw the movie and I was like, what does all this stuff mean? I tried to jump into play and I was like, I don't understand this because it was one of my first experience with tank controls. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I don't like this. And so I kind of <laughs> cooled off for a little bit. Nobody liked it. that. No, tank controls right. sucked. I will say I that. didn't play it until six came out and I was like, oh, let me give it another try. And I didn't like how that controlled either. Uh, and so I was like, you know what? I, maybe Resident Evil is not for me. But then three weeks ago, we hit Alone in the Dark and I finally got my first, you know, okay, Brian, suck it up. Mm. Learn how to tank control. And once I did that, 
now I've, I've got this sudden fire in me to play all these resident evil games because now it, it, it works for me. I hated, I hated tank controls. I'm still not convinced that, you know, if you ask me, do you want to play this or this? And I I wouldn't go, well, I don't want to play tank control game, but I, I would say that now that I've acclimated myself to tank controls, I'm ready to go play all the tank control games. They're ready to there. There's a reason that's gone, but I think that's good from a retro perspective to want to go back and play them. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. You'd, you'd so rather... Silent Hill was it. I never played Silent Hill just because I was like, oh, this is more of that same bullshit. Uh, is, is Silent it, Hill is, is, is not tank controls. Si- Silent Hill is more yeah. direct control third person. Um, okay. That's why I thought third person. But it's also yeah. really, really disconcerting and horrendous. <laughs> right. That game got under my skin in a way that has still never quite left me. And what, for whatever reason, Resident Evil felt more like kind of the arcade thing. That is until right. later. I once Resident Evil and my relationship with that happened, all future Resident Evil games, I had a hard time. Like, I didn't finish three Nemesis back in the day. I beat it since in the remake, but it's because I had John on stream with me. Um, But I, I didn't beat the original because of that same reason. I didn't beat four for the same reason. I didn't even play right. five or six. The next one I would play is seven, which came out in, what, 2017? Right. And I was... That is the scariest effing thing in the history of ever. <laughs> but again, I had somebody there streaming it with me. So I have this just real mixed you know, experience. Because back in these days, 96, 97, 98, none of this was scary to me at all. It was just like, whoa, dude, zombies, get them, dogs. All right, cool. Like I just didn't think of it that way. Did, did, did you get any of the jump scares? I, I think it's probably a little bit tougher if you're playing with a friend or something to really... I, I, I think if you have your TV cranked up, and you're playing the Resident Evil spoilers if you're not want to hear this, but uh, there's there's the scene in the first one where you're going down a hall, and that's when those those hellhounds, the uh, this is was this Cerberus hounds, come busting through the window, and that scared the Jesus. Oh out no of no, me, that'll man. scare even, you even now. Even at this late an age, as many jump scares as I experienced throughout my life. That still got me. Yeah. It, it, even even it, in that hallway, when you've been in that hallway 50 times, you still do it and you're still not ready yeah. for it. I agree. Yeah. The, the, it's, it's all about those fixed cameras that, uh, you know, directly inspired the developer, it, it, you know, said as much about this being directly inspired by Alone in the Dark. I really didn't jump too much in any of those things. I was creeped out. But, man, they took it to the next level with this Resident Evil 1 with the uh, making great use of 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 the jump scares using the 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 you know the suspense that comes from you know opening doors real slowly and oh my god walking up and down steps it's like it looking at that carpet from the freaking uh the shining you know that's yeah. that's that carpet is like shining carpets if you ever watched the the horror movie the shining that's what that is and then you yeah. have to look at that as you slowly walk down or up a, a flight of stairs and your character's going <laughs> <laughs> and you're just waiting for a zombie just to go Rah! I know limiting the camera view was a was a brilliant way to do the game and right. uh, it really worked in terms of creating that suspense but part of what made things freaky was um, the the game was hard to control I'm not yeah. saying they necessarily did that 100% on purpose but I think the hard oh, the difficulty in the tank controls and sort of orientation for when you change scenes, suddenly up is no longer up. It's kind of down now yeah. because of the way you're ang- angling. Like that kind of thing added to the tension because it's like, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm going to die. Yeah. Why? Well, there's zombies, but also I can't control shit. You know? Yeah. 
There was this and feeling of just like, I can't do anything. That's how you're supposed to feel, though, right? That's you're, you're supposed to feel a little bit like you're out of control. And that's what this the, the tank controls, which is, you know, you're basically the, your character moves very slowly uh, and turns around in circles. And there's not a lot of control over how your character moves. Uh, right. The only thing that would be more scary is if, if you had like a, a QWOP kind of control scheme. Well, that'd be fun when they're trying to no. walk at the same time to run from zombies. Uh-uh. <laughs> Oh my lord! <laughs> I don't control every do appendage. I, I can't um, do it. I, I wouldn't be right. able to do it. I couldn't do I, the I, VR version it. of Seven, which people tried to get me to do on stream. I yeah, literally. Listen to me here, folks. Listen to me closely. Yeah, never going to happen. There's no way. There's and no I played way. that game. To, I beat that game in regular mode. That's good enough. I will never walk in that yeah. place. I will never do that in a first person perspective with a freaking helmet on my head. <laughs> no. no way. I, I I yeah. I, I can't I, I can't handle the idea of, you know, waiting for something to look behind you for that something. There's something that just gets you about that. No, That'll kill me. That game's no already thanks. just horrible in terms yeah. of I mean it's amazing. It's one of the best horror games ever made, in my opinion, but it's right. really gets under your skin. So check this out. We got a little sound from this game. Full motion video intro there. Yeah. Alpha team is Black flying and white. around the forest zone, situated in northwest Raccoon City, where we're searching for the helicopter of our compatriots, Bravo team, who disappeared during the middle Chris, of our mission. You found it? No, I haven't found it yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't found it. Bizarre murder cases have recently occurred in Raccoon City. There are outlandish reports of families being attacked by a group of about ten people. <laughs> I love Find that. anything, Jill? Nothing. What is this all about? I can't figure it out at all. Okay, for real quick, before I finish this, this is one yeah. of my favorite conversations in video gaming. In the history of video games, I like yeah. this exchange more than anything. So I'm going to back it up it's a little okay. and, and keep playing. Here you go. Find anything, Jill? Nothing. What is this all about? I can't figure it out at all. Beats me, too. Now it's Wesker's time to disappear. I don't know what's going on. Well, it can't be helped. Let's search for him separately. I'll check the dining room again. Okay, I'll try the door on the opposite side. This mansion is gigantic. We could get into trouble if we get lost. We should start from the first floor, okay? And Jill, here's a lockpick. It might be handy if you, the master of unlocking, take it with you. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Maybe I'll need it. Yeah, maybe you'll need it, Jill, you dumbass. Definitely will need it. <laughs> this game, this game in 2008, yeah. uh, Resident Evil, uh, was recognized by the Guinness World Records Gamers Edition with the honor of worst game dialogue ever ever yeah it deserves it it's so bad and there's a lot of bad game dialogue out there but this one has the worst vo in the history of gaming and yes we're early to that 1996 is early in vo like nobody was doing this yet uh and you know they they i don't i think why i don't want it any other way by the way i don't want them to ever remove this from the original they did the remake or the zero version of the game which is like a you know re-beautified and all that and they changed the dialogue they didn't have they didn't keep any of it they had everybody else do they had everybody do new lines and that bummed me out because 
that was also not great. It's not really great VO in that version either, but it's good enough. <laughs> like it's it's good enough to be called like okay, there's these are people that do voiceover for whatever. That's their job. Whereas this right. other thing was so freaking bad that there, it remains the greatest dialogue in the history of video games. I love it. There's nothing if if you've never okay, so let's say you were born after the 90s. Watch the video of the intro to Resident Evil and you will know everything you need to know about entertainment during the 90s cuz that was 90s AF. I mean, it was it was it was, mwah. yeah. It's exactly what you would expect from a '90s. It was, you know, it was videotape, uh, and it was black and white. It's found footage, almost looking stuff. It had beautiful actors and actresses uh, portraying these characters in live action, uh, and the dialogue was uh, uh, just atrocious. Yeah. And I'm assuming it was because of whoever was in charge of uh, dialoguing was like, oh yeah, English is not my first language. So here it goes. <laughs> well, here, here is the, I'm going to give you examples of what is almost as bad, maybe is maybe as bad. And that was uh, house of the dead. I'm going to play a little of that. Okay. Just so you can hear it. This is a Sega game. This was the light, the good light gun game, house of the dead, very oh, popular, yeah. but man, the voice acting in this really gives resident evil a run. Here you go. Play some of this. Okay. For it in a second. It's like they're inviting me in. Here's some more. I've been waiting for you, friends. Goldman, do you know what you're doing? I'm fully aware of what I'm doing. Can't you see? Man Love committed it. a sin, disturbing the life cycle of nature. The original sin that man is responsible to. To protect the life cycle. I have made a creature to rule over man. I want it. I want all of it. This We're going to get to it. This is the final battle. This is the final Show yourself. Our new ruler, the emperor. It's so bad. Man. It's so bad. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty it, great. Yeah, I don't know how. Honestly, it must have been real neck and neck for that award. To finally it really it would have to be yeah i i, I don't know <laughs> so but did, do you have the do you have the uh you were almost a jill sandwich clip yeah i that got that handy? handy it's right here uh uh there it is. you were almost a jill sandwich yeah that's a good one yeah, you did play that while ago yeah. didn't you i love that i love it i can't get enough of it no i'm dude barry is the greatest character in the history of video games let's just admit yeah. it right now on yeah. the air He's so good. I, I had heard the clips. So you've been playing these clips forever. So going in, I had no idea, though. I, I, I never, I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you. You've played me clips before, and I was like, okay, out of context. I mean, I guess that's kind of weird, whatever. Uh, but actually seeing it in context, it gets way weirder. Yeah. And uh, I was almost a Jill sandwich. I got to that part. <laughs> Where uh, I was almost a Jill sandwich, and when he said it, I almost died. Yeah, um, but you yeah, made it. it, was, in the it end. Was you made it. I, I did make it. But okay. uh, how do you how do you feel about the puzzles in the uh, the first? Well, let's Evil let's talk about that because we haven't really talked about the gameplay, actual mechanics yeah. of the game. I think the puzzles are pretty good. Um, they were missed like some of them in their in their kind of quality or whatever. I thought it was the game intentionally was, um, and they still do this with new Resident Evil uh, iterations the inventory sucks on purpose. Yeah. It's like very limited. You can hardly fit yeah. anything in there. So you got to be smart. It's like, well, 
Do I combine these two herbs and have a better herb so I've got room for this pistol I just found? Or do I not worry about that pistol because the one I've got's better? Or, you know, like you have to make these inventory decisions all the time. Most famously, right. 4 had a real bummer of an inventory system. It was like playing Tetris, basically. <laughs> um, but they've all done it and they and they reveled in it. So there's, there's some puzzling right there, like just dealing with yeah. freaking damn inventory. But the environment and the world and like... I've got a, number, or a, a medallion. Where does this medallion go? Well, I don't know yet, so I better make room in my inventory for it, even though there's no room for anything. And then you find where it goes. Oh, I can place it. But I went. now I can go back to the room and get those three freaking healing herbs that I left because I couldn't fit them in my inventory before. So there's a lot of backtracking in these games, even yeah. though it didn't feel like you were... You weren't forced to backtrack as often as you might think, but you felt like you had to go get things you left. Um, yes. And it was hard to find them nothing this is video games before stuff would glow or blink and tell you you missed it you get it or you didn't you just didn't yeah. you either had it or you didn't your friend knew about it or he didn't that was the way of it and then the save system my gosh dude you had to collect oh you had to collect typewriter ribbons and then typewriter rooms are scattered all over the place but they weren't that frequent they were kind of hard to find and when you found one you could save so you had saving was double hard because on the one hand, they were uh, limited numbers of places you could save, right? Like the rooms were right. not every five feet. You had to find them and then get to them and then survive distances between them to even get to them. And if you died on the way, you're dead and you lose your progress to wherever you saved last. That's just the way it was. Right. Then if you did find one, you still had to decide whether you were going to save or not because you had to decide like Elaine Bennis if the sponge, if someone's sponge worthy, or in this case... Are you are you worthy of one of my tightly held, very hard to get, extremely rare freaking typewriter ribbons? Yeah, and and there was no. I think part two introduced uh, like crates and stuff where you could keep extra inventory. But this one, you just had to like uh, you just had to leave it there, right? You just you just mm -hmm. had to come back for it later, or you had to use it. I mean, it was you could get locked into something, right? You couldn't really like drop something. Yeah, you could get you could get you get in some trouble here with uh with that pain the inventory. Yeah. Yeah, you would absolutely do that. And if and there were times where you'd say, well, maybe I don't save now. I'll save my ribbons because I'm running out. I got one left. I'll save right. these ribbons till the next save point or the one after that. And if you didn't do play your cards right or died on the way. Right. Oh my gosh, it was capital frustrating. But again, yeah. it's 1996. We don't know, we don't know the quality of life stuff yet. We're not thinking about those things yet. We're just kind of like in this new 3D space everyone's trying to figure out. Nobody knows how to do VO. Uh, the, everything about the game's a little bit obscure and weird, and they make it difficult for you to decide if you're even going to save your damn progress. Right. And I remember our PlayStation locked up on us once. <gasps> I know. Oh, no. Between a big run that Andrew and I had done. Do you remember? Well, maybe you didn't get this far, but there's a whole sequence in that game where an entire like uh, laboratory basement is full of water and there are sharks in there. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't play this part, but I did watch some clips. People, people really talked about this one. Yeah, and the goal was you had to drain the place, and then the and then the sharks would be useless because they'd just be flopping on the ground. Right. And I remember us banging our heads against the wall trying to figure that out and not get eaten by sharks. We finally did it. Crashed. There was no auto saves. Oh. There was no any of that. No quick yeah. saves. No auto saves. Had to go all the way back to wherever the frick we were. And I think we may have died one more time trying to get back and then did it a third time and finally made it. But it was like an hour and a half of content that we had to redo. Right. And we were okay with it because it was 1996, damn it. It was the best we had. 
It was the best we had. We had a spinning disc at uh, our PlayStation, which was designed with a with a with a a, a non floating point processor, right? So yep. I mean, so yep. every, everything was j- j- jig- jiggling and jumping around and wobbling. It was awesome time. Yeah, it was an awesome alive. time to be alive. You're not kidding. Someone in the chat <laughs> says we need to check out Last Alert boss dialogue, which I'd never heard of. This is a TurboGrafx-16 oh, no, game. Last Alert. I know Red Alert. What is what is Last Alert? It uh, looks like a Rambo ripoff. I'm going to play some of the dialogue. Oh, nice. Let's see if this is as bad as they say. Guy Kazama, if you don't want the hostage killed, you should keep quiet. Guy, <laughs> the stealth bomber is in the back of this factory. <laughs> okay, Spartan, hang in there just a while longer. Hey, let Barney Gumble Uh-oh. in. Oh, I see there's a welcoming committee out for me. This Is this Fool? real? Fool, Almond's already been taken away. Well, then all I need to do is let you tell me where he is. President Almond, it's nice to see you're safe. Thank you. I'm glad to see you made it safely. <laughs> oh, my Lord, dude. What, I'm going to do different happening? voices. Sometimes I'm going to do them basically. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't know. You know what? I'm going to say two things right there. That's very bad dialogue. You're not wrong. Yeah. But also, that TurboGrafx-16 chip is all right. Oh, was that a CD? Yeah, it was right. a CD game. Never mind. It's a CD game. It doesn't count. Okay. Yeah, that's cheating. Anyway, that's pretty bad. Thank you. Loved it though. I'm gonna have to go grab some of that. That's really good. All right, let's. Hey, you want to you want to hear what uh, computer and video games uh, of October 1997 thought about this hot new property known as uh, Resident Evil? Of course. What'd they say? Well, they they didn't have anything to say about the PlayStation version. This is actually the 97 version that made it to the Saturn. So the Saturn version matches its Sony brother for graphics, playability, and the general poo your pants appeal. You get while playing. Wow. Cool. Wow. <laughs> the poo the poo your pants appeal. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the kind say. of uh that's kind of journalism you got uh yeah. in 1997 in the computer and video games uh magazine there. There, there you go. Poo they your also, pants appeal. They also had a Game Boy Color version of the game. I remember this. I didn't own it, but it was developed by House uh Software House Hot Gen. I hate that. Right, name. the Resident Evil Gaiden uh, thing. Uh, well, it says here it was supposed to be released 80, 99 to early 2000. Then Capcom decided to cancel the project, citing the port was poor quality due to the Game Boy's limited hardware. This version contains every room, cutscene, and almost all the items that were present in the original present in the original game. Okay. In uh, t- January 2012, an anonymous individual claimed to have an EEPROM cartridge of the GB, uh, nice. GBC version of the game and requested two grand before he was willing to leak the playable ROM. The goal was met in February, and the ROM files contain uh, containing an unfinished build of the game were subsequently leaked. I guess this is out there now, dude, if you wanted to play the Game Boy oh, Color version. Nice little prototype. Now, there is a Resident Evil Gaiden from 2001. Is that is that the same thing, or is that something no, else? No, that's something separate. I think that was an official. I think that was an official. There was supposed to be a Resident Evil that was supposed to be like a real port yeah. of the first one. I mean, they did do the... There was a DS AKA port called Dead, Deadly Science or something. Or Science. Silence. Um, deadly science <laughs> it is kind of deadly science as well anyway it had uh, let's see dual screen display support obviously interesting the 180 degree turn introduced in nemesis was added mm, I don't remember that game at all I don't remember the DS and that and that changed everything by the way that 180 degree turn for me that mm-hmm. that that changed everything for me I love that yeah for sure that's pretty pretty nuts um, yeah. I don't know Flip that the they're ever. Around. I don't know that the originals ever going to get the remake status that two, three, uh, four is now getting. I, I think that maybe those are. 
I don't think one has the 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 depth of content that the others do for a full remake. You'd almost have to just make a new game with. Now, are you talking ideas. about the uh, Resident Evil remake that made it to the GameCube? Or no, that one's uh, fine. That that's basically uh, that's just a, a. I mean, it's more than an up-res, but it's it's still yeah. tank controls. It's still it's still that game. Yeah. Um. Whereas these other remakes are totally different. Like the right. two is the same kind of game as one in terms of control, tank control and all of that. But the remake of two is a third right. person, yeah, third person, mo- modern yeah. generation, yeah. beautiful game with all the bells and whistles. Like it's, and it, and it's got changes and tweaks and stuff. It's not the same game. Um, right. So, and I'd like that. I prefer that. Um, the same thing happened with, uh, the, the final fantasy seven thing that they made the, the, the remake. Yeah. It's like a whole different game. It's not your turn-based, you know, freaking JRPG anymore with garbage pixels from 1997. It's like a beautiful, fully realized remake, which I think we're going to see a bunch more of coming. I think that's just going to be a new thing. And I'm here for it, by the way. Here for it. I'm here for it as well. Well, look, see, I told you before we started this episode, we haven't even got off the first Resident Evil. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Man, can you imagine us trying to talk about the whole whole run of Resident Evil switching over to third person stuff with four and all that. Oh my God. Yeah, We're going to get there eventually, but here's two. I'll give you a little fun, day. some fun with two. Resident Evil two. That's how you know it's two. Cause it says two, two in it. Yeah. And yeah. And uh, that's what this game sounded like right here. A bizarre incident occurred in the outskirts of an American suburb called Raccoon City. It was later revealed that the terrible disaster had been caused by the T-Virus, a mutagenic toxin created by the international enterprise Umbrella Incorporated for use in bioweapon experiments. The Raccoon City Police Department's Special Stars Unit immediately began investigation in the affair. The case was apparently closed thanks to the efforts of STARS members Chris Redfield and Jill Valentine. There you go. So there, there you, go. you go. Jill Valentine, Chris Redfield, knocking it out of the park. That was basically a recap. But uh, two jumps into our first experience with oh, why is this making noise? Sorry. Uh, with uh, uh, our old pal, uh, Leon. Uh, yeah, our new, our new rookie cop, Leon, uh, for the Resident Evil 2. Uh, his first day, his first day on the job. Yeah, he's out there. He's making it happen. All this play through, play through I'm showing right now is Claire. Uh, her her second half of the thing, which uh, we talked about earlier. But anyway, two is an improvement in just about every way. Um, it looked better. It ran faster. Still kind of relied on some, you know, hitchy stuff like the the door loading and all that crap. That was still in there. Um, yeah. But this was, I think, a, just a better game. It was more cohesive. And that's why I think the remake made more sense. Uh, the recent remake, because there's just more there to build from. And right. uh, two holds up. I think two is actually a really uh, great game, even the old one. I thought it was yeah. I, I I stuck around a lot. I did. I I kind of got, uh, I kind of got stuck in res- the first one, and I was like, eh, I only played a little bit in, uh, but two, I I played it a, a good bit. It was it's a very playable game. It does hold up. Yeah. Back in the day, um, I beat and, both these in, in their entirety, including that second disc right. too. It's just this this new stuff. I refuse to do it. But the the old ones yeah. for whatever reason, you know what? Again, it was me and. Andrew just dorking off like we would get together yeah. and our entire week would be, hey, do you have a minute? Let's get over. Let's play some of this tonight. Where are the girls milking? Cool. Have them do that. <laughs> and we and we'd run over there. I, and we'd love play that, at his house. I love that they're still, you know, two years later, still still doing the milk milking. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, that would have been about right because Carter was born 
97. So, yeah, they right. were they were in the middle of milking again. And, and Annie, Annie, Andrew's wife, had another kid as well. So, yeah, it was literally yeah. milking time. It was 4.30 time oh, for milking. Yeah. They hate you so much, man. They're like, yeah, you know, they're playing the video games, having a good time, screaming or downstairs. Yeah, they the didn't mind. They were doing lady stuff. They were fine. They were having fun. They were doing ladies. I love that you relegated them to doing ladies. They were fine. They were just doing the lady they stuff. They're making me some sandwiches. And yeah. But, yeah, this time we get to, to go to the Raccoon City proper, right? We're no longer in the outskirts of town, the, in the well, mountains. sort of. Actually... You spend 90% of your time in the police station. But um, yes. it's okay because even though it featured a ton of backtracking, it was really smart about why you had to backtrack. Yes. And it, felt, it didn't feel cheap like you were just dealing with a video game problem. It felt like you were playing a proper game. It was good. Yeah. And it was, it was really fast good. too. I mean, you you was it was much faster. I mean, the running was it just seemed to work. They they finally got the the buttons seemed to be make more sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was I, I I had much less trouble with this one, and backtracking didn't bother me at all. Actually, I thought it was kind of cool. Except every time I was like, oh my god, I got to watch on the door open and close again. Come on! Yeah, it was a lot, but the but it was a refined experience, and I think that they. You know, many people, if you look back at the classic REs, this is the one that gets the most love as a game. Right. But they also did, you know, normal-ish dialogue for everybody. So gone are the yeah. are the terrible Resident Evil 1 voiceover work, which kind of bummed me out at the time. Right, right. I remember thinking, oh, no, this is actually kind of like professional. I don't want that. I want, right. sh- I want shit dialogue. That's the thing. Uh, yeah, so Fujiwara. Fujiwara. Is that how you say his name? Fujiwara. Uh, Takura. Fujiwara, he's the he's the sweet home guy. Made that. Yeah. Uh, then he he did the you know the Resident Evil one, and he kind of saw Resident Evil two is the end. He's like, yeah, I don't want any more. This is good. Let's just let's just wrap it up. But then they decided, uh, the powers that be decided that they were going to bring in a you know kind of a Hollywood treatment for the for the for the script and yeah. deepen the story mm-hmm. and make it a lot deeper and deeper they did make it. And so yeah, you heard that the dialogue is. Is you know passable? It's it's it feels like a Hollywood dialogue, right? Well, it's better than one. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, that wasn't hard. I'm not gonna say yeah. That's the thing. The standard was already pretty low, and I'm not gonna say two had great voice work, but it was better. And um, yeah, three same thing. Three wasn't great, but was better. <laughs> they didn't really get nuts <laughs> with voice for what's his four. name. Yeah. I can't stand old. Uh, oh, what is this? Oh, I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about Code Veronica. I'm sorry. Oh, different uh, character. Yeah, she, when she meets, uh, she meets what's his name? I forget his name. He sounds Canadian, but Wesker, not punk. Wesker. Wesker's in that, isn't he? No, no, not Wesker. Uh, he's he's the punk. Uh, when Claire first meets, uh, uh, what's his oh, name? Oh, yeah, he's uh, annoying. God, he's annoying. Um, what's his stupid name? Oh shoot! Hold on. Annoying so it, uh, character. Butthole. And uh, Code <laughs> Veronica. He's so annoying, though. Where is this guy? Oh, Steve. I've jumped all the way to Resident Evil Code Veronica. I apologize. It's Steve is his name. Here, I'm going to play some. Steve, that's it. Here's some Steve. Let's play. Play a little Steve. Zombies at the moment. Code Veronica is a relative. Oh, I don't want to hear this guy talk. Hold on. His character. Okay. I don't care about all your commentary. I just want to hear the thing. (laughs) The other video game. Okay, screw that guy. Let's try. He's going to talk it up. Let's try this. Uh, Let's try Steve. Steve Code Veronica dialogue. Uh, why is it? Oh, it's when he's the boss. All right, here we go. Another fake door. All right, we're in. There's, there's, there's. Uh, what's her name? Listen to Steve walk. 
Oh, that's what's her beak. That's oh, it's uh, clear. Yeah, she's like, oh shit. Why did that door click? Run, run, Claire. Okay, then. Now she sees. <laughs> I played you this one. Steve. Oh, this is him. Oh, Claire. Steve that's, sucks. That's not a, yeah, but anyway. Steve sucks. Yeah, I didn't mean to jump to there. We're still in Resident Evil 2. I apologize. Yeah, but he still in, sucks. In the, in the zombie a, grabby arms. Moment. Yeah. That scared the sh- crap oh, out yeah. of me. It should have. It should have. It's supposed to. Look, yeah. and, there, and so by the time I got around to three, like I said, I'd already been through Silent Hill, and that messed me up. Um, so by then, I was like, I can't finish Nemesis let alone code Veronica. I got far enough, but I never finished it. So I don't even remember that Steve scene. I'm not sure I got that far to be honest. I I didn't find code Veronica by, by that point. That was my problem. So two was the best. The two perfected the, uh, the amount of resources you had to balance the survival part of the horror. And I, I like that. Now nemesis uh, right away, it's much more action oriented. There's tons of weapons and equipment you can get. The inventory is larger. I was like, okay, so we're sacrificing, you know, that uh, feeling of vulnerability to to bring in more action. And I I didn't care. Of course, you're not you're not really big into the to survival part anyway, right? That kind no, of I don't like anyway. that. Yeah, so I'd rather my like my that. my prefer well i don't know what i want out of a horror game anymore the problem with horror games for me is that i don't like being in in control when i watch a movie i can see the worst horror movie ever and it doesn't bother me at all well why right well because the character on screen is doing shit i can't control he i can't tell him what to do i can't say don't go in there i can't say help her i can't do any of that talk about there all i can do is sit there and like watch them (laughs) and watch them do their thing in a video game I am Claire Redfield. I am Chris. Right. I am Barry or whoever I am. And I'm having to do all this stuff. And if I screw up, it's on me. That's the difference. Right. I hate it. Ah, yes. you got the old, uh, I'm responsible. Oh, you're a father. That's where your fear is, is at. It's like, oh. Yeah. And it was about it. then that, you know, my kids came of age. Dumbasses. Yeah. When my kids were like two, three, four years old, that's when you start thinking about that stuff. Exactly. Because, you know, you're in charge of making sure they don't die every day. I think there was something to, I really do think there's something to it. I oh, I definitely right. know there is. Cause I didn't really face any. Okay. So we all know we, we feel like we're invincible when we're teenagers because we don't have any responsibility. So, you know, what's, what's the, you know, what's the worst that could happen. Right. Eh. Yeah. But when you start having kids, that's when the real fear hits. Yeah. That's when you realize, Oh shit, I'm responsible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> These human beings are now yours to command. Right. And keep out of the you fire. Got, you got something to actually lose and it gets it gets much more intense. Yeah. Before all of that, it's just Jill. Jill. <laughs> like no big deal. Yeah. But the because minute you, the blood you laugh it up, in. you get scared and you it, right immediately after getting scared, you laugh it up. When That's you get right. to be old man, you're like uh with kids, you you're scared and then you continue to be scared. That's right. That's <laughs> how it works. All right, here is some uh, nemesis good times. 
Resident Evil. They didn't bother saying three, because... It all began as an ordinary day in September. An ordinary day in Raccoon City. Raccoon, hold on. controlled by Umbrella. She said Raccoon. That's right, Raccoon City. Let's let's try that again. Raccoon City. Oh, yeah. Whoops. Let's not do that. Let's play it again. An ordinary day in Raccoon City. (laughs) A city controlled by Umbrella. No one dared to oppose them. And that lack of strength would ultimately lead to their destruction. I suppose they had to suffer the consequences of their actions. But there would be no forgiveness. If only they had had the courage to fight. Yeah, so there you go. Claire's pretty... Or no, Jill Valentine now. This is Jill again, right? Jill! Yeah, we're back to Jill. No. No, this is oh, are we in? We we on three, right? We're on three, <laughs> isn't that? Yeah, Jill? yeah, that's how I, that's how it goes. So is you got a Jill sandwich, right? Right. We got, <laughs> well, actually, got a Claire sandwich. There's there's Jill, Claire. If you're playing if you're playing the female characters, that's also what they took from uh, Alone in the Dark. You have multiple characters to choose from when you play. Usually, uh, so if you play as Jill, then you play Claire, then you play Jill again in Nemesis. Yeah, and so you, then yeah. and then then Claire again in. Code Veronica. Yes. And then when that's done, you go to four, it's back to Leon and the sandwich is over. Right. You're done with sandwiches. Right. The sandwich is over. The yeah. sandwich is done. Yeah. But Jill decided to wear the, the most stupidest clothes for this entire game. And they I fixed actually, that, by the, the way. The, they, they fixed the, that. I, I was right. The version I played allowed me to pick uh, uh, the the Jill from this uh, outfit from the first one. I, I played it. This was on the PlayStation, but I think I played this on which version did I play? I played on a later version. Anyway, it allowed might have been the GameCube, I think, is where I played this. Mm. Um, and it allowed you to choose different costumes. So I didn't I didn't have to look at all that weirdo <laughs> tube top, <laughs> short skirt, yeah. high boots, yeah. uh, with the with the Karen haircut. I got to go with the the beret and the and you know the cool uh, the cool, uh, the more military mm-hmm. type outfit. Sure. Her, her stuff in the new one, the remake, um, here recently, 2018, 2019, whatever it was, she's, she's not so stupid in that. She's much right. better. Um, anyway, it was, a uh, three was fine, but by then I'd ruined myself on these and I couldn't play through it. So I got a little ways in it because everybody was playing it. I got like, I gotta have this. Oh, and my bro and my buddy Andrew had moved. So we weren't no, yeah. and so you had a milk at home. We That's had BS. M- milk at home. Well, by then, let's see, we have milk. What year was this? This was <laughs> ninety nine. So we were done with milk for a bit. Nick would come the next year, right? Um, and then we'd need milk again. But at this time, it's it was weird. All, it's, it was all dried up. It's, it was it's, it was hard. <laughs> it was hard times at the Johnson house. That's right. It's My weird. Friend to, had moved away. It, it was. Listen to this though. It's weird that Resident Evil Three Nemesis came out the year like the Matrix came out. That just feels like two different decades. I don't know why. It it does. It yeah. really does. Nineteen ninety nine. We were worried about Y two K and and the and the giant Nemesis who was going to. I I did. So, like I said, there's a lot more action in this one, a lot more weapons, a lot less clothing for Jill. And then you got <laughs> then you got this nemesis who has chased you around uh, in this big, giant freaking mutant thing. Um, and that's the first time I'd come across this quick time event. And when I got to this game, which is what is it? I heard that this is the first place that we saw the quick time event, those quick choices. Yeah, I didn't research any further than that, but. I know a couple of people I was listening to uh, about this game 
had said that. Well, anyway, the first, first quick time events ever I ever played, I'm not saying they're the first ones ever, but the first ones for me were Dragon's Lair, which we talked about before on the show. Right, right, right. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. But I think that you got to make the, yeah, that's what I feel like too. But I, I guess like how we think of them now, where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you got to, you, you got to choose something on screen. Yeah. And you had two choices. It was black and white. And you could choose to either stay and fight or to run. And of course, I always run. This yeah. guy's big. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't don't stay and fight the nemesis. He's a giant dick. He'll no, kill you're, you. You're going to die. Yeah. F that guy. Die, fool. No, he's the worst. And I really hate him in the remake. Really, really yeah. hate him. He doesn't, I, I'm trying to remember the movies now because I've, I've had... It's been a many years since I've watched any of the Resident Evil movies. And wasn't he like... It, uh, it wasn't he one of the characters that had been uh, uh, mutated or something because of this. See, I don't know. I don't know enough about the lore. I don't remember I about the gameplay. I want to say maybe he was Wesker in the end. I don't remember. I probably so because, but yeah. So those either listen who are like huge into Resident Evil lore, we're not going to get into that this time around because I just don't have the. I just don't have the depth. I only had a week. <laughs> yeah. a week to study this stuff yeah and i hadn't played most of them before so yeah uh, no one's gonna in the week get, that we had we're not gonna play three to its finish and i don't remember in the, yeah. in the remake what they said about him uh in the end i, I just i'm just remember. going about what i learned in the movies and i can't even remember that but i do remember it her having a moment where she's like trying to talk to him like talk him down or something i'm like oh so she knows him okay oh, did cool. they use nemesis in the movies i didn't know that yeah, one of the movies. It might even have been Resident Evil Nemesis or something, probably. Because those movies were notoriously off script from the games. They just didn't yeah. do, they didn't have any yeah. characters from the games. And once in a while, you'd have a, a reference or something, but it was rare. So if they had the Nemesis guy right. in there, I did not know that. That's news to me. Yeah. And we're starting to get heavier into the Umbrella story as well. We, they, they introduced it a little bit in two... Uh, when they got that whole rewrite, but then here we, we kind of get a little bit deeper into what uh, Umbrella is doing uh, and deeper still when we get into Resident Evil Code Veronica. But yeah, I just don't like a thing chasing me and hunting me. I don't like it. I actually thought that was kind of cool. But once again, like I said, I, I, I didn't. I think if I had longer to get immersed into it, I think I would really dig it. But I immediately was kind of turned off because I spent two days of, uh, you know, limited places to put shit. And suddenly I've got, you know, tons of space. There's item boxes with tons of crap in it. I can craft my own bullets. Yep. You know, I'm, I'm putting, you know, I'm, I'm still mixing herbs and stuff. There's tons of health spray. There's just tons of stuff. Yep. And I was like, this isn't right. This isn't right. It's not right. By the way, I looked up uh, quick time events, QTEs as gamers sometimes call them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The history of it's pretty interesting. We've covered a lot of this stuff. So um, a lot of people think it's Dragon's Lair. Um, They might be right. Mm. But they were those examples like Road Blaster, uh, Cliffhanger, and Dragon's Lair, they were all these pre animated things, right? Which is a little bit different than quick QTEs in a video game sense. So technically, if you're talking just purely game generated content, like you know, graphics generated by a computer, not animation that had choices that you selected. Yeah, right. exactly. Uh, right. Then the credit goes to another person we talked about a lot when we talked about King's Quest. King Quest One creator Roberta Williams in the nineteen ninety yeah. or eighty four King's Quest One was the first game to include timed events. Wow! Um, oh. But the term QTE didn't happen until Shenmue from ninety nine. Uh, oh, Yu Suzuki is credited with coining the term quick time event. 
So there you mm, go. Nice. Look yeah. at there. Yep. Look at we learned some things. Look at that. Look at we this. We learned something. One I the feel worst, like a better retro gamer for it. The worst quick time event in Resident Evil history was in five when Chris Redfield punches a rock. Yeah. <laughs> he punches a boulder, folks. And it's bad. It is bad. Uh, let's now move on to the game that I thought at the time was just like a revelation because it was so pretty by those days' standards. The Dreamcast was out. The year was 2000. Brian's holding the disc in his hand right now. Look at that. Yes, look at that. What lovely, happened to your Dreamcast? Lovely. What happened to the Dreamcast words on the... On the isn't that normally yeah. in the white space over there? Uh, yeah, it's 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 a little. I think it was taped back. So weird. The, yeah, they, if I yeah they they had uh, the the individual who sent me this, and I don't have it at my hand right now. I apologize. Um, who sent me a bunch of uh, Dreamcast games? And I'll mention them again uh, this next week. Mm-hmm. I think there was like a coupon or something. There was something that was over here. And so it's kind of uh, it's kind of been pulled around a little bit. Turned off, oh, I see. Off. Yeah, it, it just got kind of squished over. I, I see gotcha. what happened. I gotcha. Um, but yeah, this is the this was this is a Hollywood. Look at this. It I well, I, I guess it's got a Hollywood uh, oh, yeah. video. It's a uh, little. Oh, remember those no things? Way, it was put it on top of stuff. Yeah, I forgot they put those stickers on yeah. their discs. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot to say what why they made um, Resident Evil so difficult too i think it was resident evil 2 they decided um or was it nemesis they started making these resident evil games more difficult to uh deter people from renting the games over the weekend because uh, they then, wanted them to yeah. have to purchase them so they would make them increasingly difficult so there's always a reason there's always a the money reason like arcades it was like hey we wanted to keep putting more quarters in how do we do that well we make the we rubber band the the ai or we do whatever trick yeah. we want to do to make it so they got to keep putting money in there now we just got a different kind of money get it's like well they're renting them over the weekend and beating them no one's gonna buy our game that's Make right. them harder, yo. Make them harder. Get, try to be in the weekend. Wrong. We're yep. going to make it so that you have to rent that thing for a month. You might as well just buy it. Just the, get over it. The industry should be happy that things went the direction it did because now Game Pass being an exception, and not really an exception, um, you are motivated to get your games. You don't yeah. have a rental. You don't go rent them somewhere. You know, there's demos and things, but you're not renting them. Like I think renting maybe pushed games in a a direction of difficulty that maybe was too much. All right. Somebody out there's gonna write in yeah. and go, No, I like my games hard. If it's not hard, it ain't worth it. I get it. I don't know why that accent is yours, but fine, whatever, I get it. But I'm just saying, you know, I don't like when I don't like when financial reasons like, you know, microtransactions is a good example today, or loot boxes. I don't like when financial right. reasons are the reasons we jack around with gameplay. I hate that. I, yeah, and I I also think that part of that hurts themselves because I know that when um, Blockbuster started renting movies, there was a big fight from Hollywood going, well, you're stealing from us. Yeah. And it's like if Hollywood had had found a way to work with Blockbuster Video because it was here. That technology was here. That that process was here. It wasn't going anywhere. And if you just had embraced it, you could have enjoyed a lot of money. Yeah. Same thing with the rental market with video games. If they had have embraced it and found a way to entice those rental markets, I think things would have been a little bit different for everybody. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's always that. It's always like, no, we want control. And I get it. Yeah. Your property. Of course yeah. you want control. There's that nemesis, by the way. He's Sometimes they want greedy control, though. And that's Leatherface. 
Like you can have control, just don't be greedy control. Yeah. All right. But they'll be yeah, or or yeah, you got you got to balance it. You got to think about what's good for the company and what's good for your user base because you got to be for your user base or your user base will uh, go away. We'll they leave will. you. They'll find yeah. they'll find another way. We'll yeah, find, they'll they'll find another way. It's yeah. a relationship. We'll find greener pastures. All right? Yeah. Code Veronica, let's hear what you sounded like. The American Midwestern town, Raccoon City, has been completely decimated due to the T-virus outbreak that was instigated by the international corporation Umbrella. Your identification number is WKD4496. <sighs> Welcome to your new home. <laughs> yeah. Her name is Claire Redfield. We caught her trespassing in our Paris lab facility 10 days ago. She apparently infiltrated the complex looking for her lost brother, Chris Redfield. Yeah, so there there you go. Some drama, you know? Drama. Yeah. She's still looking for her brother. She was just in college riding up in her motorcycle just yesterday, it seems like, in Resident Evil 2, 1998. Here she is in 2000 off my PlayStation onto my 3D rendered backgrounds, finally, instead of pre-rendered backgrounds. Here's, yeah. here we, and she's, her name's not Veronica. Like, why did you confuse me with that? Yeah. Why, why didn't you call it Code Claire? Well, there's a whole thing at the, there's a thing about the Veronica. <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's the whole story thing. But like dream, the Dreamcast me. was like, you know, brand new console. Everybody was stoked about yeah. it, at least at the time for a brief moment there. Um, right. And this was a real showcase. I think this was a launch title. I think. Am I wrong It was. That? Yes, it was. No, okay. I think you should look up. Oh, I meant to post that. There is, by the way, Code Veronica themed branded dreamcast so yes it was a bundle in uh, a package uh, with this kind of cool it's not it says it's pink but it's not really pink but if you get a chance to look up the dreamcast code veronica it is very nice i saw one for a couple thousand dollars and i was like that's ridiculous and so otherwise i was kind of like well maybe <laughs> yeah yeah, and gone are the you know the jittery polygons and the you know the the the, the yeah we got floating crap. points now so we don't have to worry about the jitters right yeah. we don't have to and when you change transition through scenes or camera angles it doesn't hitch doesn't pause they still have the stupid stairs and doors uh, for loading into new areas but a much improved experience overall and uh, right. I loved it I bought it day one got it uh, so when I picked up my Dreamcast at six o'clock in the morning at software etc. Uh, then it's not around anymore. Rest in peace. Rest or they got peace. bought out. So I guess whatever, they still exist in some way. But, um, we, uh, Kim and I, we went and hung out at the mall 6am, picked up our Dreamcast, and I got this soul caliber and, or soul caliber two, I guess. Right. Yeah. Right. And then what was the third? I bought three games that day. Uh, don't, Oh, re- ready to rumble. We talked about a little bit. on. The oh yeah. Game. Let's get yeah. ready to rumble. Yeah. It was awesome. I had a really good time with that whole thing, but um, this was the one I got home. I called Andrew. I said, dude, you're not going to believe what I got. We need to play this. He's like, oh, but I live so far now. I'm like, I know. And then we didn't do it. So I played maybe, I don't know, four hours of this game and got scared and quit playing it. So, Oh, man. Yeah. Do you play much of this? By the, fire it up or anything? I, I yeah, Absolutely. I fired it up. I didn't get to play nearly as much as I wanted to. I did play this on my Dreamcast. Uh, the real hardware, the VMU unit shows you, uh, we haven't really talked about this, but you don't really have a health bar. You have like an indication of, of health, like you're fine or you're beat up a little bit. Yeah. And it's in the the inventory screen. So you don't even see it until you click it. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you have a dreamcast with a VMU unit that shows it right there on the VMU unit shows you your, uh, your stats there. So I, I did like that part. 
Um, I didn't, the puzzles get a little more, in my opinion, they get much more complicated. And I, and people were telling me, yeah, you can get into a, a soft lock situation where, uh, you'll, you'll screw up and you won't be able to, uh, you Can't won't be progress, able to finish yeah. this game. Yeah. yeah. You won't be able to progress. I did and that I did. too, but I, I don't remember having that happen, but I, again, I only played four hours, so I don't know. Maybe right. I never, and it I takes up nine blocks of my my VMU. So I can save one at a time. So I had to keep saving back over top of my stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it did have I posted, a, it by did, the way, this is the first one that had the box, the save boxes that you could park your shit in. And then they would appear in the next box that you ran into. Out in the actually, world. that was all the way back to two. I believe. Oh, I thought two did two have that. Yeah. Two had that. Don't remember that at all. Even yeah. in the remake, I don't remember that. And I just played that, well, last year or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, because one of the first things you do when you get to the to police department, after you fight, fight your way to the police department, you go into that first room. Well, after you talk to the first guy who's been bit and he gives you his key card. Yeah. When you go after that, then you go in there before you go meet the the sucker. What is his name? Slurper? What is what is what's the guy with the long tongue that comes to you? Uh, we name? used to call him. I had a name for him, but it wasn't the real one. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Liquor? The, Were they the, liquors? The, liquors? Liquors. I think that's right. I think it's a liquor. Yeah. So he. Uh, the, yeah. When you go in there, you'll you'll find a box with stuff, and you can drop stuff and pick stuff up. And, yeah. and liquors has got. Yeah. Liquors. Liquor is what everybody's confirming. By They're the way, horrible. in the in the Discord, yeah. I posted that limited edition red uh, Resident Evil oh, Code Veronica. Let's take a look. I at want that. that. Oh yeah. yeah. Look at that. I want dude. that. They also made a black version as too. That was the uh, the stars it had like uh the sports version it's this is trend is it's that translucent stuff yeah back during the the you know the early 2000s like the jelly shoes kind of yeah like the jelly shoes yeah yeah that's cool can you still get this anywhere oh this is oh you can get you can get on ebay for you know anywhere i, I think i've seen it as little as like a thousand or something so i mean they're still they're still oh. available i think it was only like a couple of thousand ever made so it's not like it's limited but it's not like you know, it's not like two or three. Yeah, they made eighteen hundred units total. Uh, yeah, eight eight hundred bucks. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> well, of course not. <laughs> Somebody has an old translucent pink uh, Dreamcast. They want to send me, sell me for fifty bucks. I'm I'm your man. Let me know. I'll give you a hundred. I'll give you two. I'll give you two. <laughs> I'll give you five hundred dollars. <laughs> Uh, all right. Code Veronica, not much else to say other than it's uh, the last time it would look like this. Four was around the corner. Well, four years around the corner. It didn't come out till four. That came GameCube exclusive at the time was groundbreaking, and they would never be the same. They would always be this new thing. And uh, third person was the, was the way, even first person in the case of uh, the last two. Yeah. And uh, they are still making them. I don't know yeah. what nine looks like, but you know that's coming. And eight's getting a VR mod uh, from Capcom. What else are they doing to it? Something else has happened with eight this year. Uh, they're, so they're beefing that up again. Um, the mo- Oh, you know that Lady Demescu, whatever her name is, the one with the right. huge, she's really tall and she's scary as hell. Yeah, and, and eight. yeah everybody loves that one. Yeah. Uh, there's a mod for her that is amazing. I have to tell you about this. So Is the one the hat keeps getting bigger? Yes. Yes. Oh, no, I said I didn't mean to spoil it. I thought no, you no, could no, tell me good. something different. It's all good. That's the one. So when you look at her, she's normal. You right. look away. Right. The next time you look at her, her hat is like twice as big as it was last time you looked at her. Yeah. You look away again. You look back. The, every time you look at her, her hat goes, <laughs> weren't, weren't, weren't. And only when you look at her. And if you'd look at her enough, this thing covers like the entirety of the of the entire mesh map of the game. Like it's just this huge Hilarious. hat floating around. It but is amazing. Twice. 
One of the greatest. What movie was that? That somebody was talking to the sheriff, and her hat kept getting bigger every time he looked at her. It was kind of like that. It was from. I don't like, remember. 2000s or something didn't realize that was a thing i don't know yeah yeah i've i've seen that that gag before it's 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 quite hilarious but i love they included that in the game so six or seven in oh, the chat scary uh, movie three. Oh, scary so movie three is that it yeah that's what it was okay maybe they got the maybe the yeah. guy got the idea from that sector seven in the chat yeah. says a third person mode coming in village and Ooh. then there is there is a vr mod but i can't remember if that's official or if it's i don't remember now I'm not playing I'm it, no matter who made I'm it. I'm scared of. Yeah, I am. I'm with you. I'm. I am scared of VR mods. If you want to hear me uh, freak out, this is how I freak out. I posted the link to my little uh, Tonda Gosa clip, the part in Resident Evil Two, uh, where I freaked out just a little bit. I, I'm more of a. I'm not a screamer like Scott. I'm more like a. <laughs> a I partially let a, a, a foul language come out. Oh, you're a little bit of an <laughs> f bomb dropper. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll drop half. I'll drop half a. a, a, a a curse. Half a you, curse. If you, you half a curse. That's what I do. Yeah, that that's Scott. Yeah. Yeah. If I see something scary, that's what I do. There's a scene. There's a scene in seven where this grandma in a wheelchair shows up in the basement. Oh my God. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you what I did when that happened. I have that file right here. Uh, let's see. Is it this one? Okay, here it is. It's grandma. Oh no, wait, that's that is it, but it was I screamed before it. Let's see. Another grandma. No. <laughs> I no. Don't wear leather pants to my grandmother. No. I'm going to be pranking my. No. I'm not done. I'll go hang out with grandma. Oh, she's not here. <laughs> Good morning. Grandma Sparky here. Okay, I don't know where it is. And I just. But I basically scream and then notice that. that grandma's in the door, and it's a horrifying thing. I never want to experience again. I just, I just posted in the, uh, in the Discord, and I posted in the chat room the the clip of me how I how I react to uh, to to the horrors. Okay, here we go. I'm gonna play this. Okay, that's what that's what's happening. Yeah, close your ears, kids. Here we go. That didn't do nothing. Oh no, motherfucker! <laughs> 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 Look at you all hooded up and everything, like you're like you're kind of hiding. <laughs> I love that. I was hiding. I love that. I, I, I'm I'm of the uh, I'm of the uh, if you pull the covers over your head. You, you got a little more security type. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly yeah. right. So here's what I would say. If you're trying to find these old games and play them, if you don't have the original hardware, I mean, you know, emulation's a, a thing. But yeah, not everybody can afford a $2,000 uh, Code Veronica Dreamcast. Come on. No, no, probably not. I think the original might even be playable in browser on um, archive. I need to look at that. I, to make I sure. think you're right. I think it is. But I think you can play it like that, even with a controller. But yeah. anyway, I just want to put another word out there for the remakes. The remakes are legitimately excellent. That one doesn't exist other than the 2003 thing uh, for the GameCube. Uh for one, one doesn't have a like a one of these newer remakes, but two, three, and soon to be four, which this just got announced, or well, yeah, it just got announced. They showed some footage the other day. Those are all getting remade. Uh, and if you're nice. into Silent Hill, Silent Hill Two is being remade as of this week. Yes. So, I guess what I'm saying is, if you want to get the old school scares, but in a modern way, that's all coming, and they're all really good. Like it's some of Capcom, Capcom's best work in years are these remakes yeah. they're very good yeah. 
very great. Um, yes. So yeah, uh, maybe they'll get around to doing Resident Evil Zero again and do it with a proper full remake. I don't know, but uh, oh man, you ought to heard all the people telling me all the Resident Evils I should have played, and I kept going, "Look, I'm just playing one through three in Code Veronica," and they're like, "But you got to play this," and I'm like, "I know." Yeah, I mean, we look I we're know. a retro show. We didn't want to take it too far into the future. Um, I guess GameCube's not that far, but. Yeah, but people love the Resident Evil series, man. There's some people that were dropping some knowledge bombs on me. I was like, holy crap. Yeah. That's a lot of information. It's a lot of info. True passionate fans, and I love it. And I see why. I yeah. see why. You know what's cool about the 2 remake is that um, it's still, if you want to play it hard and have limited access to the stupid um, typewriter ribbons, you can do that. Yeah. Or you can just save anywhere you are. Yes. It lets I think you choose. That- I think in Code Veronica, the version I have uh, allowed me to, it had it, you you picked up almost right away an infinite uh, uh, ribbon. Oh, really? As long as you had it somewhere, uh, you could just, you could just. I don't remember that. That, That's, that would make sense. Maybe that's why I got, maybe I, I don't remember why I thought Veronica was better, but that was probably why. Yeah. I was getting to the point in 2000, I was getting getting to the point like the year 2000, 2001, where I was sick of games um making things kind of artificially hard to play yes yes and uh, the rental market had, had taken a dump by 2000 so they weren't yeah. as worried about it anymore i don't yeah. think it was starting to change for sure yeah um all right well there you have it it's resident evil everybody we hope you've enjoyed our uh not only our discussion of that but our you know month-long look at the uh halloween games of yore yeah this uh, was fun yeah it's really good um but now yes destroy it <laughs> Derp. Um, all right, we're going to play Guess My Game, where we take an old game, play some audio, and try to stump each other. No, it's not Choplifter. I'm already cutting you guys off in the oh, chat. Oh, cut them off at the knees. That's right. Brian, I'm going to play mine first. This is 1993. This is on the Genesis, okay? The Genesis. The Genesis. Here it is. See if you can figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, baby. A lot of music in the beginning. I'll get to some gameplay here. Oops. How about this? Whoops. Here we go. The other hand, I would give you game back here. It's a little like that. Yeah. Let's say it's not that game, but let's say it's um, it's in that vein, and it also fits well with next week's discussion. So, what do you think we got here? Right, so it's, it's a smup, right? It's a shmup. Well, here, okay. You're it up. Listen to this lady's voice real quick. Maybe this gives something away. I'm not okay, sure what she me. says because the give, Genesis give, give voice chip sucked. Yeah, give it to me. All right, here you go. <laughs> loaded? I don't know what she says. That's, that kind of sounds like, I think you want, right, I think it's loaded. Loaded. Anyway, yes, a shmup for sure. And I'll say it's side scrolling, not not top, not uh, forward. So it's more R type, more R type, less or, less yeah. uh, Mushu or Musha. Musha. Oh, what'd she say there? Hold on. Railgun. Railgun. Oh, that does sound like railgun. Yeah, I think she's a Japanese lady saying railgun. <laughs> anyway, Japanese development that may help. I don't know. Oh, and I'll say this. Uh, in Japan, it was the fourth game in a series. In America, it was the first and only in the series. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they renamed it. Um, This is uh, Gunstar Shoot'em Pops. Gunstar Shoot'em Pops is correct. Just kidding. That's not it. 
the name of this game. Hold on, I have it right here. Uh, this name. The name of this game is Lightning Force. Oh, uh, Lightning Force. Do I know that one? Lightning Force. It, it Lightning had a Force. it had a colon as well, so it was Lightning Force Quest of the Dark Star, or for the oh, Dark I don't, Star. Yeah. Okay. 1993 Genesis game. Um, this is a rad one of these. I really like it. I played this the other night a uh, whole bunch because I've been looking at these because, well, we'll tell you in a minute why we're looking at these. But anyway, it was developed and published by Technosoft. It was on the Mega Drive and Sega Sat- or, excuse me, Sega Genesis here in the States and is the fourth installment of their game in the Thunder Fourth series, but the only one ever, uh, or the third, sorry, third and final one created for the Mega Drive, but over here we only got the one. The Lightning Force, yeah. right? It was Thunder Force everywhere else, but Lightning Force for us. Correct. And it had some amazing parallax scrolling stuff. Uh, yeah. I thought graphically it was really impressive. In fact, I'll, I'll show yeah, the chat yeah. some of that real quick as well. I have I seen this one? They all, sometimes, they, some parts of these games all look the same. They kind of do, right? Like, I, I won't, I will not claim otherwise here. This looks like one of those. It's just like, yeah. oh, hey, we're side scrolling. We got the business going. You spend some time underwater in it. It's just happened on screen, in fact. Um, you spend time out of water. It's just a lot of variety and a really satisfying yeah. sort of shmup experience. It's, uh, yeah, experience. Yeah. I die a lot though. Um, yeah, a lot of to. hot little balls fall, falling out of things that hurt. <laughs> and uh, you know, you know, if you play shmup, oh, hot balls! I'm um, dead again. I wish it had unlimited lives or something, but it doesn't. Uh, you know, whatever. It, it's this be, pretty cool. This kind of game, I'd like to cheat a little bit. But yeah. anyway, uh, this also ended up on the Sega Saturn in 96, and there was a port on the Switch in 2018, of all hmm. places. Uh, anyway, uh, so if you're going to ask yourselves... Part 4 or Lightning Force in the U.S. Part 1. Yeah, right? Lightning Force Quest of the Dark... Or for the Dark Star. And I don't know if you Quest ever got... Quest for the Dark Star! I don't know if anyone Ooh, got that. It's like a big giant train, space train looking thing. That's... Woo, that's big. I know, it's big. They have good big bosses, crazy fights, yes, cool upgrades... Uh, That's what you want. I like these kind of games. Yeah, I like them too. Well, we'll talk more about that in a minute. Hey, Brian, let's talk about yours. I got a clip here. Tell me about it. What am I playing? Look at mine. Look at mine. We're at the arcade. It's 19... uh, What year was it? 19... What did I say? 19... 1985. I'm at the arcade, Scott, and um, I'm loving every minute of it. All right. I'm there with you. Here we go. See what we got. Oh, I know this. Uh, Watch that clock, fire boy. What? Oh, uh, this is, is this the Return of the Jedi arcade game? Uh, you're kind of close. Okay, hold on. Because that was Luke, I think. Hold on, there's more coming up. Go for the links. This might be our only chance of stopping them. Oh, Empire Strikes Back. There you go. Go for the legs. Might be your only chance of stopping them. I thought that... My brain isn't working. I thought the Empire Strikes Back one was much earlier than 85. Uh, You might be right. Initially released in 82. Oh, it was 82 originally? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, what was that? Listen to that. Listen to this voice. Is that supposed to be Vader? I think that that was supposed to be uh, Obi-Wan. He said made the Force be with you. All right, hold on. That one was too strong for blasters. About the evacuation. Party evacuation. <laughs> I love that game. I played that all the time in the arcade. Yeah, I did too. 1982. I wrote down 85. I don't know why. Oh my gosh. I love that. Well, let's see. Do and I despite have the... my opt, even though I was trying to fool you, yeah, couldn't be fooled. Couldn't be. Here, this is what that arcade sounded like. 
This is that era of arcade. Run, run. Or this is run. the this is the one all the people listening. I got some like Street Fighter bullshit in there. Anyway, <laughs> uh, that's awesome, dude. Uh, yeah, you made me want to play that. I used to love those games. I, I loved them so much. Yeah, the Empire Strikes Back when we played, uh, or sorry, Return of the Jedi we played when I was in Vegas in May or April, and oh, yeah. uh, we did our contest there at that bar. Remember all that? Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, one of the ones I uh, competed on was the Star Wars. Uh, was the sorry the Return of the Jedi game, and I barely beat that guy in there. Oh, freaking barely beat him. Yeah, but, but you're right. But that's like that feels. That feel, that, I thought they kind of fit in. It's kind of like a a, a vector smup, or somewhat. Mm-hmm. It's just like constant. It totally was, and it was like very like that voiceover. It's like someone in the chat says like yeah. Hawking. It, it really was. It was like the so not Luke, but you knew it was Star yeah. Wars. So it's like, I know what you're trying to tell me, game. The droids are going to kill us. What are we going to do? Like, <laughs> just kind of that weird thing. Anyway, love it. Well done. Hey, guess what now, everybody? We got this to do. Shit, I'm in the wrong place. Here you go. Well, we got we shit. <laughs> we also have some uh, texts. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, here's an email from Matt. Matt says he sent this email to play retro show at gmail.com. Hey, fellas, love the pod. You know, yeah. I'm starting. I'm starting to be okay with people calling it pod. It's fine. You can call it pod if you want to. It annoys me, but I'm getting over it. It's fine. <laughs> I've been at this long enough. I don't want to be that guy. I'll let it. We'll right, let it pass. Right. Okay, it's fine. It's a, it's a it's a, a podcast. It's it is a it's long form talky put cast in there you fools right. it's anyway, a pod talkie come on he says it helps my work go faster for sure you mentioned digging yes. speed run so I wanted to see if you yes. were aware of summoning salt on YouTube he does big deep dive speed runs uh, or sorry big deep dive speed run histories the videos mm-hmm. can be long but they are dang interesting thanks Matt uh, definitely something I'll look up so it is summoning salt is mm-hmm. the uh, deal? I think I've watched a few of his videos before yeah these are the uh, speed runs History yeah. of speed runs. Yes, these are very good. I, I've only seen a couple of clips, so ooh, there's there's way more to look at, though. Let me yes. see here. So the history of... Oh, um, Moses, he's got a lot. He's got a lot of subscribers, too. Mm-hmm. Jeez, the hidden shortcuts in uh, Mario Kart Double Dash has 2.3 million views. 3 million views for world records for history of Super Mario Brothers Wii uh, speed running. People are into it. People are clearly into it. This guy must... Yeah. He must be a deal. Here, let's see. I think I watched the history of Mario some practice to get right. But thanks to the propeller suit and navigating and jumping at the correct times, it's possible to skip the entire stage by jumping on the platforms and blocks. Riker Z did so. Oh, this would kill me. I mean, to do the the, I'm watching this. I want to watch it, but I could never be a proper speedrunner. I couldn't do it. Oh, no, I could never. But that's the good thing about these videos. Uh, They this. It's interesting the back and forth of uh, you know setting the record and what they did to tweak it and who introduced what uh, technique yeah. that you know decreased the run by this much and that much. So it gets it's, it's interesting. Yeah, I really like that. Well, thank you, Matt, for the yeah. suggestion. We also got yes, Matt. We got this text here. Uh, this one Whoop. we started getting Whoop. to take these now. Eight zero one four seven one zero four six two is the number you can text to. And uh, it doesn't matter who you are or where you are. You can just send us a text and we'll read them on the show. We got this one from Taz who says, 
I watched a playthrough of Resident Evil 1 and 2 at a daycare despite being too young for it. It led me to having night terrors, and I can't play a Resident Evil game now. <laughs> Poor Taz. Oh, Taz. I'm sorry, man. Yes. Taz uh, popped in on the streams a couple of times. I was worried about him. I'm like, Taz, don't look. Yeah, don't, don't look. look, dude. That's Avert your too- eyes. Avert your eyes. Yeah, that's that's too young. Now, now, and with our 2022 eyes, even a, a young kid would probably see most of this and be like, Oh, that's not scary. Yeah. Get out of here. We've we've uh, we've we've definitely become desensitized as a society to to the violence. But back during the during the first run, could be quite scary. Yeah, see all that blood. Sure, I still have. I've been. I played the the mortuary assistant the other day, which is a newer game. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, scared the living pee pee out of me. So it never oh, gets it never gets pee-pee. easier. Look at run. And I dreamt about that game all night that night. Oh, which no. is why I may not play it again. I don't know. It's got it's in never again. In well, I'll tell you what we will do again, another show. And uh, here's what that show will be. We're doing the early arcade shmups. That's right. Space Invaders, Gal- Galaxian, Galaga. I might bring up Kamikaze 3 because I have s- stories about it. You don't even know what that is, most of you. But I'll tell you what Kamikaze 3 is. Let's just say my dad was a bit of a, <sighs> a scoundrel in this one way. <laughs> Ka- Kamikaze 3 was a hacked ROM ver- or a hacked board version of Galaxian that you could only get through really shady connections in Japan and we had three of them I got one I got a board out in the garage still doesn't work but I still have a Kamikaze 3 board and it was amazing but anyway those early days of those games you know the things that would go on to become the Mushus and the freaking Galaxy Turds or whatever I called that game I forgot the name of it Galaxy Turds what was the name of it I forgot already I don't know I'm playing the Galaxy Turds right now Uh, Lightning Force sorry Lightning Force there you go Lightning Force, something like that. Yeah, uh, but anyway, before all of that came these and um, all the memories, the stories, Space Invaders, Galaxian, Galaga, Kamikaze Three, and more. Remember Gorf? Ma. Oh, yeah. Gorf. I loved Gorf. Gorf. I I want to say I had that. Did I have that on the Commodore sixty four? I played the crap out of some Gorf. We got to talk about Gorf. Uh, yeah. What else was there? Can we put Mooncresta on there? Mooncresta. We can put what we want to. I got a Mooncresta in the basement over here. Oh, well, that's even better. Cocktail. Cresta. It's a sit-down cocktail that model right. that uh, it doesn't work at all. Completely broken. But it's there. Sweet. We can anyway, talk about what you can't play. So we'll talk about all these games. I'm so excited about this part because this is this really is like the pinnacle of my junior high dad owns arcades time. This is it. And we're going to talk about it. That's next week on Play Retro. In the meantime, please become a patron. Buy my product. Uh, become a patron. Buy my product. Like, Remember that subscribe. guy? I miss that guy. That buy my product right. guy. Where did he end up? What's his deal? Is he around? I'm sure he's. Is he dead? Um, I'm, I'm sure gonna, he's dead. I'm gonna find it because I have him right here. Is it? Is it this guy? No. Is it this one? Products. 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 Uh, that's Tim Cook. Hold on. What is this? It. Nah. Is this the one? Now, spam, as we all know, is a meat-related food product. <laughs> That's not it. <laughs> no, but I love that one. <laughs> I don't know where John I put it. John Shearer, maybe? Is Video that professor? it? Yeah, that's Video it. Professor. That's it, Video yeah. Professor. I swear I had, buy my product. I swear I had that. Buy my... Oh, I don't have it. I'm going to have to go get it. Anyway, that doesn't matter. Uh, become a patron. That's what we're saying. That's what we're saying right here. And the reason I'm saying that is because we need your help. It's how we fund the show and keep it going. Uh, be like Davatron 2084, who joined us this week. Davatron 2084. You'll never get a commercial. You get pre-show content every week. You get monthly benefits you don't get anywhere else. It's an amazing array of content. Join today at patreon.com slash play 
Retro. And a quick reminder that Brian plays a lot of what we talk about this week mm-hmm. every day at like 6 p.m. Uh, Eastern. Uh, where? Do it. where? Where do they go? What do they do? Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Brian Dunaway. Yes. Yeah, do that. Uh, get in there. Make it happen. And uh, That's Brian with an I. Yes. <laughs> Not the Y. Don't do the Y. Those guys are losers. No. PlayRetroShow at gmail.com is our email address. PlayRetroShow on Twitter. 801-471-0462 for those texts. Keep those coming. Really enjoying that right now. And uh, the website's at frogpants.com slash playretro. Big thanks to everybody for listening. Between now and next time we speak, have a great Halloween. Go play something retro. And we'll see you next time. Please try my product. Try my product. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Stop it. Don't open that door. What is it? <laughs> <laughs>